Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Well, hello, everybody. Hope you are doing well today. We are on the last day of September. Can you believe it? I cannot. Uh, October. Christmas will be here before you know it. Oh, my word. Yes, 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 yes. Well, we are going to give a quick shout out to Cudahy, Wisconsin. And I sure hope I said the name of your city correctly. We're so thankful that you are listening and sharing. Uh, It looks like you've got some nice weather. It's 77 there right now. Let's go take a journey to Cudahy, Wisconsin. Let's Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. We like to (laughs) thank you for listening. You can check us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645. Or you can email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. Please do consider becoming a supporter of the show. All money that you give goes towards missions. You can also check out our Etsy store, shadowsofgrace.etsy.com. And what you got for us today before I get to my facts, Dr. J? Okay. I got a couple jokes. Okay. What right. do you I like call one of them. a pig that does... What now? I said I liked one of them. I thought one of them was funny. Yes. What do you call a pig <laughs> that does karate? Everybody likes kung fu fighting. A pork no. chop. <laughs> yeah. I just really... That's funny. <laughs> I got one more. This, is a, this one's good, too. Oh, no. What do you call a pony with a sore throat? Oh, no. Horse. A little horse. (laughs) All right. All right. Okay, moving on. Well, in honor of your uh, trip that you're going to be going to in a little little bit. uh, Couple weeks. Yeah, a few weeks from now. Yep, yep, yep. I have gotten some facts about animals in Africa. So. Here we go. African wild dog packs are led by one monogamous breeding pair. It's rare that another female in the pack will breed, but if she does, the head female will often take the pups as her own or kill them to keep the pack in optimum size, which is kind of sad, but it's very interesting that that happens. Yes, yes. When we were in India, when when Mm -hmm. we were in India, there was a bunch of wild dogs. Of course, ah. we didn't pet them because. Well, uh, I would think not. Uh, you know, but yeah, but uh, yeah, they were all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I bet, I bet. Well, don't don't pet any of the wild dogs in Africa. Okay, we really want you to come back. All right, porcupines are rodents, so they're part of the rodent family. They mm-hmm. are the prickliest rodent of them all, and their Latin name means quill pig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Okay. So you know that elephants do not forget, but a buffalo is known to never forgive. Buffalo have been documented attacking people who have hurt them many, many years after the event has taken place. There you go. All right. That's our facts for today. Interesting. You know, I'm not going to be going. Yeah. I'm (laughs) not going to be going on a safari this time. I'm sad about that. So I'm going to have to go on another one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have this. to go again. Of course, yeah. I'm not going to see animals, although that, that would be special. I'm mm-hmm. going, we're going to share the gospel, and, and that's the main purpose. Right. I'm still yeah. very, very, very excited. I am excited for you, but I will miss you. Yes, well, I'll miss you. 
But uh, okay, <laughs> I have to do the father's business. I know, and I'm glad that you do, and I will be here praying. So, what's our topic today? The topic today, we're talking about marriage. You know, it's interesting as we get into marriage. Uh, lots of times we go through different phases in life individually, True. but also oh, yeah. in marriage. And I think mm-hmm. that many people often find themselves at certain times in their marriage uh, journey mm-hmm. uh, at, at more boring, more uh, uh, maybe feeling disconnected in some ways to their spouse yeah. because of yeah. life. You know, right. God, God created in Genesis chapter two, uh, marriage, you know, requires a man and a woman uh, in a covenant becoming one flesh with God. You know, right. when we look at this, it means cleave and cleave and to be glued together. Mm-hmm. And this is a beautiful thing in marriage. You know, it gives us a picture of oneness uh, that no one can separate. Unfortunately, with all that said, and when you have two different people coming together that are both sinners and both far from perfect, you know, in in the world we live in, pulling us away, it's very easy living in a fallen world to take our eyes off the prize. That's very true. Are you saying I'm not perfect? This has nothing to do with you. Uh, it, it has well, maybe it, there, there is application here. You're tra- you've trapped me. You've trapped. Me. I was just teasing, but your answer now, was epic. So love it. I know right. I'm not perfect. So I'm yeah, just teasing. I'm just teasing you. Ugh. <laughs> no, well, it's true though. We're um, we're both sinners, yeah. and we both are surrounded oh, by a world yeah. that is drawing yeah. us away. And and sometimes it's right. very easy to become disjointed. Mm-hmm. And kind yeah. of feeling disconnected and even bored within marriage. Right. And, and it is, I mean, everybody thinks, oh, it should always be, oh, googly, googly. But it's not. I mean, mm-hmm. life gets in the way and we have issues at work or with family or things like that, that we, I mean, cause that disconnect. And I think sometimes conflict can lead to isolation, whether it's conflict in your marriage or conflict with others. Outside of your marriage. Very true. Yeah. Very true. So how do we deal with this? And, you know, God wants us to work it out and last out. And so we can, uh, Mm -hmm. um, you know, point to become that uh, glue that no one can separate. I think the first thing is to realign our focus. Right. Realign your focus to return to the path of the unity in your marriage, which is essential to refocus, Mm -hmm. realign your attention. And that can mean uh, that certain things that you consider a priority need to go to the wayside. Right. And you need to put your marriage back on top. So, uh, you know, many people get distracted and maybe even hindered uh, for their focus. And and I think a lot of times within marriage, we got to go back to God's plan for marriage, God's priorities for our life. You know, God, our spouse, our children, um, you know, and then everything else comes after that. That's right. What do you think? Yeah, I think many times in life we get those priorities out of whack. Um, We may be, you know, trying to to get a promotion at work. So we put work before God or our spouse. Uh, Other times we put our children in front of our spouse. Um, 
and we put God at the bottom. So we have to be so careful um, as Christians to make sure that that order is in place and that we're not letting anything hinder first our relationship with God. Secondly, our relationship with our spouse, because you're a team. And if you're not in that team, team mentality, it can cause a lot of hardship with your marriage. That's right. And so realigning, refocusing our priorities on marriage is, is the first one. Yeah, I agree. And, and you need to have, I think you should have regular check-ins, you know, sit down and talk about, well, how, how are things? Where, where are our priorities? Where do you feel like we are right now? Those check-ins are important. That's right. Good, good. And then secondly, I think we need to cultivate a fresh craving or fresh hunger for our marriage. Uh, I think this, this principle holds true for virtually any desired transformation in life. Uh, the desires, your, your desires naturally align with what you regularly consume. Uh, if you seek to modify your diet to eat better and you start to have a discipline to eat better and eat more nutritious and you get a hunger, you get a craving for that. And I think it's the same, th- tr- same truth with marriage. You know, when we start yearning and, and for that new nourishment, that new routine in our marriage, and we start really having a passion for our marriage to, to, uh, to cultivate and, and to bring about new desires, I think that it's a synergy that's powerful to, uh, to bringing a uh, revitalizing your marriage. I agree. And I think this topic is so important because I think that many couples – don't even realize how important this is, mm-hmm. how important to have that synergy, how important it is to have that relationship, because many times they're looking at models that were not true Christian models to, to view. And uh, it's very important to, to, to take the time to think through how is my marriage, not just how's my family, but how is my marriage first? How's my how's my walk with Jesus? How's my walk with my spouse? I would even say that we can take this principle, this new hunger, this fresh hunger or or craving, and apply it to our relationship with God. I mean, Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so when we look at this, I think really developing a passion and a hunger for the Lord, uh, is this can apply to that too. Oh, most definitely. We've got to be in line with Christ first. And the third thing, I think, spice up the routine a little bit in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when life becomes more the mundane, the predictable, familiarity, can it can lead to dissatisfaction. It can. You can go into a rut. But I think at this time, when you're feeling that, you need to introduce some variety and to break the monotony. I think, and infuse your life with a fresh experience. You know, get creative with romantic gestures, romance, plans, plan a getaway, uh, embark on some spontaneous day trips, you know, weekends, etc. Make date nights a regular part of your marriage, I think, uh, uh, weekly or bi-weekly. And I think seeking opportunity that adds spontaneity and excitement on a a daily basis. on a daily occurrence. 
Right. And a lot of couples think, well, that's going to be too expensive or, but you know, you can Google cheap dates. You can Google date ideas and find all kinds of things that are cheap. You don't have to put a lot of money into it. You can go sit in the park, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, feed the ducks. I mean, honestly, there are things that you can do. It does not have to be expensive. And I think uh, a lot of couples think, oh, it has to be some grand gesture. It could just be like, sometimes I'll pick you up a dark chocolate bar from Walmart and you get all oh. excited. I mean, it yeah. doesn't. Yeah. And that's a dollar. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be a huge grand gesture. It can be something small. Yeah, I mean, you could even leave sweet notes, uh, unexpected texts, surprises with your favorite treat, etc. I think uh, things like that and right. uh, is good. I, I think also reigniting the passion, uh, intimacy aspect, trying new things in the bedroom, uh, considering uh, attending couples workshops, therapy, things like mm-hmm. that, uh, mm-hmm. trying to kiss your spouse more and, and, and be more uh, affectionate, I think is important. You know, it's interesting, in Song of Solomon, 116, it says, uh, behold, you are beautiful, my beloved, truly delightful. So God created sex and uh, romance, and it's not dirty. And, and thus, we should be created. I mean, Solomon surely was. Absolutely was. Yes. Okay. Just read I thought you Solomon. passed out or read something. Read to each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm still here. <laughs> okay. She fell asleep on me. I don't know. So. I think the camera froze. <laughs> I think it was the camera. Yeah. But seriously, yeah, yeah. reigniting your your marriage, I think, is key. Definitely. Yeah. Fostering synergy through teamwork in marriage. Hmm. That sounds Fostering synergy through teamwork. I think you confront challenges as a united front. You avoid isolation by actively engaging in, in each other's problems and situations, offering interest, input, validation, involvement, and strive to be supportive and integral part of a team in aspects of the marriage and not try to be a, you know, that's your problem. That's her problem. Right. That's his problem. But this is our problem and we're working on it together and we're in this together. It's, it's we, it's us, not you. And, you know, you've always been really good about that. I sometimes take on the mentality that I have to be the lone ranger and uh, not a good thing at all. And you're very good about bringing me back to that team aspect. Um, so yeah. that's so important. Yeah. To, to face those problems together. I mean, I think sometimes, well, I should handle this. This is my problem. But when you're married, there is no just a you problem. It's a we problem. So that was that's a very right. good point. Yeah. And I think you walk by faith, right? You walk with faith, by faith, not by sight. Don't right. we don't allow life's challenges and there will be some and your current situation to bring you down. You know, discouragement uh, can uh, can can lead to isolation and grapple with sorrows and self-pity. But uh, I think conversely embracing hope and faith will uh, elevate your spirits, making you more appealing to your partner. And you'll find yourself even more drawn to them because you you perceive life through a positive lens. Definitely. Very good. Do you know any examples here of walking by faith as a couple in the Bible? Oh, Abraham and Sarah. 
I mean, yeah. they definitely walked by faith. That means that they had challenges, didn't always face them as they should. So that's that's even a better example for us to see sometimes what not to do. But they definitely, I mean, they packed up their family and moved and didn't know where they were going. Um, for over 24 yeah. years, they were traveling around. Yeah, yeah. Not knowing yeah, where Yeah, we did that going. one time. For 24 years? We, uh, not for 24 years, but we did pack up and, and move one time uh, to Raleigh. And mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't know what God was going to do. And he, of course, as he always does, showed up and great things happened. It was a little, little we felt a little bit about like uh, Abraham and Sarah did <laughs> for a while. Uh, but God but blessed yeah. and God really opened up a lot of blessings. He did. He did. He did. He blessed us. He blessed our kids. He blessed our family. There were challenges just like uh, with Abraham and Sarah, but God really, truly blessed. And we really found out that he's with us in the hard times and the good times. And he showed us that many times. And I think showing mutual respect, last but not least, is showing mutual respect. You know, reflecting on your vows. Uh, recalling your your commitment to honoring each other and to God, your covenant, extending respect draws our spouse closer to us. And I I think disrespect pushes them away, right? Absolutely, it does. Yeah. And that can be a challenge. Um, You have to check yourself um, during times like that and realize, hey, I'm not being very respectful here. And you have to be willing to apologize for it and, and talk it through. I mean, respect serves kind of an, as a validation of each other's worth. So by attentively right. listening uh, to each other's hearts, I think, uh, and caring for each other's needs, we're, we're conveying our a deep respect and value for one another. Definitely. And, and I'll throw in there, you know, when you do act not respectful and you, you have to step up and, and apologize and talk things through and there's a lot of forgiveness that you have to, to give in marriage. You have to ask for forgiveness. You have to receive forgiveness. And you have to be on the same page together to be willing to do those things. And I think Ephesians 5, it talks about marriage. And one of the things it talks about prior to going into the husband and wife, both husband and wife needs to be uh, submitting to God. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I'm, I thoroughly believe that our marriages can only be as strong as our relationship to Christ. I agree. I agree. I mean, you experience when you're not having that strong relationship with Christ, that's when, that's when those, you know, bumps in the road often show up and you're like, well, why is this going on? And if you really seriously sit down and examine, Oh, that's why it's going on. I'm not having my prayer time. I'm not, I'm not uh, reading my word. I'm not spending time with God. And that's why those bumps in the road are showing up. And, you know, we were talking earlier about how we have to, you have to work so hard at things in life now. Um, And some people just don't want to work hard anymore. And a lot of times you see that showing up in marriage and people will just call it, call it quits because they don't want to work hard anymore. Yeah. And that's, you see that so much more in everything in life nowadays. And we've got to step up as Christian couples and show people that, Hey, you can make this work. Yes, it's got to be 100, 100, but it can work. I mean, look at us, 25 years in holding, you know, and at least 25 more, 100 more, whatever. But you have to work at it and you have to be there for each other. It's so important. 
marriage isn't easy. And if you're a sluggard and you're, you're lackadaisical and you take the covenant loosely, uh, it's going to be hard, if not impossible. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this and has it's been a covenant. Good. Yeah, go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. It's a covenant, not a, it's not a covenant, not a contract. And a covenant is only supposed or the, yeah, a covenant is only supposed to be broken in death or blood. (laughs) But yeah, but, um, and then a contract, you know, can be easily broken. You know, I found that out when I first started teaching, I taught in a Christian school and I was going to have a class covenant and my principal came to me. He's like, you don't really want to have a covenant. You want to have a contract. I'm like, well, why? He said, because a covenant is only supposed to be broken in death. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. But I think so many people have marriage backwards. They're looking at it as a contract Mm -hmm. that can be gotten out of. But it's a covenant that should only be broken in death. Um, And, yeah, so that's the difference. I, I totally concur. Yeah, this has been good. Absolutely. I think this is a normal, common problem. Yes. And uh, I think it doesn't have to be a problem. It, it can it can help your marriage grow on a different, higher, deeper level. And, and surely God can take your mess because of all this and turn it into a message for his glory, for our good. Amen. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Have a super day. Goodbye. <laughs>